Welcome to the Christian Conservative Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Christian Conservative Podcast. This is Tony, your host, and welcome. We're going to start today talking about how Joe Biden, I remember when Joe Biden was running for office and um, he was talking about how he was going to get the coronavirus under control and how Donald Trump was doing such a horrible job at the coronavirus. So I just wanted to make you guys aware because I haven't heard much talk about it, but Joe Biden's first month in office, uh, there was 99,760 people that died. Um, because of COVID complications that um, I don't remember hearing about. And I guarantee you, if Donald Trump were still in office, that's all you would hear about is how almost 100,000 more people done died from the coronavirus. And that's just the first month of the uh, Joe Biden administration there. So just goes to show you he's not doing that great of a job against the coronavirus, you know. So, but anyways... You know, you don't hear nothing about how good Joe Biden's doing. Actually, you don't hear nothing about Joe Biden at all uh, compared to how you used to hear about Donald Trump. He was always in the news, you know, and always having to defend himself, but not Joe Biden. Must be nice. But anyways, uh, next topic is going to be um, the condolences I want to give for the Rush Limbaugh family. Uh, Rush unfortunately lost his life uh, due to his complications with lung cancer. He was a big time hero of mine. I listened to him daily. I would rely on his show to get most of my true facts from and to uh, just hear how he was doing and his thoughts on how everything was unfolding and you know how we could help possibly you know change everything but uh just a just a wonderful guy unfortunately was never able to uh meet him in person but i remember growing up and you know father listening to him and friends of my father listening to him that kind of thing so definitely uh grew up with uh hearing him either in the background and then once i become an adult actually listen to him myself so it's uh hard to believe that he is gone but um, I know he's in a better place now, not any more pain, and uh, loving life and probably looking down at us saying, man, I know I left a good legacy behind, but is it enough to uh, enough to make sure that nothing happens, you know? So he was kind of an inspiration of mine, uh, and that's the whole reason kind of why I started the podcast is um, after, after I heard that he passed away, I said, you know what, I got to do something, and I'm going to get on here and give my voice to everybody and let them know what I think and hopefully other people will join and you know we won't ever be as good as him most likely or I know myself won't ever be but I strive to do the best that I can to be as close to as good as he was and providing the facts and you know always giving the truth you know I want to say he held like a 99.7% accuracy rating with um the independent companies he would have audit him on things he would say and like I said, like 99.7% of the time, he was accurate on what he was saying. So you can only strive to do as good as that. But anyways, here, um, my next thing I want to go ahead and talk about is this Ron Kim, uh, New York State Assemblyman. <laughs> this is a this is a pretty interesting one. I've seen this on Breitbart and uh, it was talking about how quote he says people are itching toward the impeachment process 
for Andrew Cuomo? Well, I can say that I do believe Andrew Cuomo does need to be impeached or definitely removed for office because here he was during the COVID and everything, making it seem like he was doing such a great job and saving all these lives when really he was killing people. You know, he's actually admitted to falsifying his numbers of deaths that were happening in the assisted living facility and nursing homes and that kind of thing. Um, you know, just just to make himself look better. So, actually, he did a horrible job at controlling the COVID and the spread of the COVID and the deaths of the COVID. Um, you know, I live here in the state of Florida and a lot of people don't dis- don't agree with um, my governor, but I believe Ron DeSantis is doing one hell of a job and I would take Ron DeSantis over any other governor at this particular time in the government for sure. Uh, he has not really locked down our state. Um, he's done what he's had to do during the height of the COVID to make sure everybody was staying safe and that kind of thing. But once he realized that this thing wasn't as deadly and as dangerous as everybody was making it sound, he was letting people open and back up and get back to work. And I really believe that's what sets him apart uh, from these other governors is he's is he's going by what he's physically seeing and not what he's hearing on CNN or ABC News or anything like that that is giving you that false that false news or that false narrative. Um, COVID is definitely a um, definitely a bad flu to get and definitely killing people. Um, but definitely not nowhere nearly as deadly as they want you to make it um, seem. Um, I, th- I want to say it's something like an 80% survival rate, and like if you're 80 or something years old. Um, basically, for younger people, you're more likely to die in a car accident, a plane crash, boat accident, something like that, than to actually die from the COVID. So pretty much if you get it, most of the time you will fare pretty well. Not saying you're not going to be sick or you're not going to be down for a couple of days, um, but you should fare pretty well unless you have underlying conditions that's going to hinder you from recovering. And I'm in and out of people's houses every single day, uh, 90% of the time, not wearing a mask. Neither one of us are wearing a mask, and I've never gotten sick in the whole year that COVID-19 was actually going on, so... You know, I'm not going to say that's not real, but I'm just going to say that it's also not as easy to catch as they want you to make it seem to be. But um, anyways, moving on here. This is pretty interesting here that Planned Parenthood filed a federal lawsuit against South Carolina Governor Henry McMaster after he signed into law the ban against abortions basically after a heartbeat was detected. Um, I'm not sure why they think that it's okay to abort a baby after a heartbeat is detected. I mean, the last time I checked that if there was a heartbeat, that means that something is alive or living. So that means if you're going to abort a child after it has a detectable heartbeat, then to me, that's basically saying it's okay to go out and murder somebody as well because that person has a heartbeat too. In Planned Parenthood's eyes, it's like, oh no, that's not murder. We're just helping somebody out, da-da-da-da. But it is murder because that child is living and it doesn't have a say-so in whether it can live or not. 
you know it's got to rely on the mother to make the, the the good choice and i've seen the movie uh unplanned with uh abby johnson very very graphic movie uh very moving um you know i'm not gonna lie i was kind of always on the fence about abortion always thought you know maybe in the right scenario it's the right thing to do um but after seeing that movie um no no it's it's never it's never the right thing to do i literally seen they were sticking the tube up there into the uterus to suck the child out and that infant that was in there was literally moving around trying to get away from that suction part and then once they suck everything out they go into this waiting room basically and they look like zombies they're slunched over they're like half asleep you know because of the surgery that they went through and all the blood and all that kind of stuff that they lost they're super pale um it's just it's just it's not what Planned Parenthood paints a picture for when you go in there and sit down and do the interview with them you know based off of that movie and how they do it and I believe it because Abby Johnson was the director and she basically told every everybody how the, it happened so that's how they were able to make the movie off of it so I believe it happens that way and they don't explain any of that to them they don't let them know about that and then it comes out turns out to be that after everything happens they go into what they call the POC room sorry which stands for parts of children and they literally go back and they reassemble this child to make sure that they got all the body parts out. So right there, they're validating again that that, that was a living a living person in there that they just took the life from for no reason. So uh, I'm totally against the Planned Parenthood. I don't understand why they think it's okay to do an abortion after the heartbeat. And I really hope that this does not hold up in court. Um, I think I have the article here. Let me uh, click on it here and see what it, what it says. Yeah, if you go to Breitbart.com, it's listed under Planned Parenthood sue South Carolina over heartbeat abortion law. <laughs> you know, just just unbelievable. It says right here, Planned Parenthood and a local abortion clinic filed a federal lawsuit against South Carolina one day after Governor... Henry McMaster signed into law a bill that would ban most abortions after, I'm sorry, most abortions once a fatal heartbeat can be detected. Let's see what it says here. It says Lewis said the law was plainly unconstitutional and that she would renew the restraining order upon its expiration due to a March 9th hearing the Post and Carrier reported. It's just un. Believable. I don't understand why anybody would want to abort a child, especially once they have a heartbeat. Oh man, you know, if you if you can't raise a child, you know, there's different options. You can give up for adoption. There's tons of people here in the United States that can't have kids that would love to to and adopt a child there. So, but anyways, here my next topic is gonna be uh, the Nancy Pelosi Great Wall. <laughs> So um came across this video that was basically talking about how after Joe Biden got into office, they put this um, wall around the Washington, D.C. Capitol. Covers, you know, multiple blocks or whatever. So 
it's basically this um, 12 foot tall wall um, it's not really a wall it's just a chain link fence with um, razor wire on the top of it I find this super interesting because Nancy Pelosi Joe Biden all them were against the border wall but once you guys get into office or once Joe Biden gets in office you guys feel the need to put this 10 to 12 foot tall chain link fence rebarred concrete everything into the ground very solid structural wall i've seen the video of it it's, it's put together very well with the razor wire on top and you guys are against the wall at the border but let me also tell you what i've seen too in this video at the openings or the entrances of this fence they were guarded and they were guarded by military figures armed with look like submachine guns heavy armor helmets that kind of thing you know military armor slash tankers that kind of thing um armored trucks and that thing in the background but yet they're against the border wall and a matter of fact part of one of joe Biden's executive orders was to stop the border wall like the first day he was in office so they've already stopped the construction of the border wall and i've also heard too that they would possibly start taking down that border wall that they've put up so they're willing to go to these extreme measures of ending this border wall but yet they put up essentially a border wall around them in washington dc i don't know about you guys but rocket scientists to say that that just don't make sense why is it okay for you guys to put up a wall around around you all but yet you stop our border wall which protects us from illegal immigrants and drug dealers and drugs and rapists and criminals and that kind of stuff coming into our country illegally and taking american jobs but yet you protect yourself in washington dc which is nowhere close to the border you know that's that's why that's why i started this this podcast is because you know I know there's a lot of people out there that think like me. Um, I meet them every single day. Um, but just like them, we don't go out in normal public and, and voice our opinion, that kind of stuff, because of the repercussions that you could possibly face if you're in the wrong state or if you're wrong and if you're in the wrong city. Luckily, I'm in the state of Florida. I mean, I'm probably safe where I'm at if I want, went to go publicly and speak like that. Um where people would know who I actually am, but um, I'm not willing to take that chance. I've got two businesses that I run. I'm very successful with those, and um, I just don't want to uh, take that risk of possibly losing that um, because of the because um, of, of the of the left. I mean, they they are very powerful. We have seen that. Uh, Donald Trump should have won this past election. He actually did win this election. But yet he was robbed from it. Um, so that just goes to show you how powerful these people are. And how deep of roots that they have. And it's just, it's going to take a while to beat them. We can, but we all have to stand up. And we all have to speak our voice together. And to get these people that have been brainwashed to realize what they're actually doing. You know, unfortunately for these Democrats, most of them... They think what they're doing is good. They think they're doing good. They don't realize how much damage they're really causing because they've been brainwashed for so long 
they 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 don't know any better and it, it takes us the republicans the conservatives whatever you want to call yourself to 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 change them and to get them to realize they have been brainwashed and we are ruining our country our country was not founded on this on this ridiculousness that is going on is our history the best no it's not the best is it the worst no has it gotten better and does it continue to improve absolutely but it's going to take all of us to be together and all on the same page for us to get to where we need to be so with that being said i'm going to go ahead and wrap up this episode of the podcast this is our first episode and i just want to thank everybody for coming out and listening and uh subscribing everything like that i just want to say that if you like the content here uh, please tell your friends tell your families tell everybody about us get the word out we are obviously our new podcast and we're looking to grow um again my name is tony and this is the christian conservative podcast i really appreciate you guys coming out and listening and we will catch you guys on the next podcast thank you